Welcome to the program. This is Abbott Speaks, and I am Michael Abbott Jr. You're tuning into a broadcast dedicated to exploring current events through a biblical lens, and it represents just one ordinary man's search for wisdom in an increasingly postmodern culture. Thank you for listening. Sexual expression means everything in today's culture. From gay marriage to transgenderism, there's an increasing acceptance of nearly all forms of human sexuality. Today, I'm going to use a recent case in history to explain where all of this behavior must ultimately lead. The inspiration for today's podcast is brought to you in part by progressivism. Trust us, we're not a religion. And of course, the loyal interest of dedicated listeners like you. I've entitled today's program, America's Tragic Road to Pedophilia. Your 10-minute road to wisdom begins right now. Imagine if, just for a moment, we were living in the year 1973. Imagine that we were transplanted right into the heart of the national abortion debate. And imagine that I was a writer for a major newspaper. In your hands, you held my most recent op-ed in which I implored my readers, please, you must reject a woman's, quote, right to terminate the life of her child. Now, how would you react if you read these prophetic words from the comfort of your recliner? Michael Abbott Jr. warns that if Roe versus Wade were to pass, An open market is going to be created to facilitate the buying and selling of infant body parts. Future high school students will dissect human brains at a summer camp. Colleges and universities will begin using vital organs of infants to conduct scientific research and experiments. Every taxpaying citizen in our country will actively fund an organization that profits from murdering children. And we will create a new American Holocaust that will end the lives of nearly 60 million innocent victims. All of this is going to happen by the time your children become adults. Now, would anyone take me seriously in the wake of such sensationally implausible rhetoric in 1973? No. In fact, there would be a high probability that the op-ed would tarnish my reputation, if not outright costing me my job. At a minimum... I would be chided by my boss for threatening readership through the use of such incendiary language. Yet the passage of time confirms that this is exactly what has come to pass. An open market now does exist to facilitate the buying and selling of infant body parts. High school students already have dissected human brains at a summer camp. Colleges and universities are actively using organs of infants to conduct research. And everybody that pays taxes is funding an organization that profits from murdering children. And of course, 60 million innocent victims have had their lives taken from them as part of what we call a basic human right. All of this happened because we refused to stand up and let our voice be heard in 1973. Now, as we return back from our time machine into the present, we find ourselves immersed in a new cultural debate. In the name of tolerance and inclusion, the media and academia have launched a national campaign to legitimize the disorder of gender dysphoria. Gender dysphoria is unhappiness with one's biological sex, 
or its usual gender role, with the desire being the body and role of the opposite sex. Gender dysphoria is a boy that identifies as a girl or a girl that wants to be a boy. And this is now being referred to as transgenderism. Transgenderism is gender dysphoria, and gender dysphoria is a disorder. I am not using the word disorder to be inflammatory. This is simply the adjective used in the original Diagnostic and Statistical Manual of Mental Disorders. This manual is a reference publication put forth by the American Psychiatric Association that serves as the universal authority for psychiatric diagnoses in the United States. The values of a culture are revealed through the initiatives they choose to champion. How will mainstreaming gender dysphoria improve the health and well-being of the culture? WebMD links gender dysphoria with severe distress, anxiety, and depression, noting that nearly three out of every four people experiencing this condition will have some other mental diagnosis in their lifetime. Even worse, researchers at the UCLA School of Law found that 41% of people who are transgendered or gender nonconforming have attempted suicide at some point in their lives. When an individual chooses to link arms with those in search of tolerance and inclusion to embrace gender dysphoria, he or she unwittingly stands opposed to biological science, empirical research, and basic human health. Embracing this disorder is anything but compassionate. Now, just like the abortion debate of the 1970s, it's fairly easy to see the following results from our national acceptance of gender dysphoria. There's going to be a reliable increase in the national suicide rate. Prescription drug usage is going to surge. And doctors will begin to diagnose depression and anxiety with increasing frequency. In a desperate attempt to keep up with the times, our schools are introducing students to highly charged sexual themes as early as five years of age. California teachers are required now to teach students about the contributions of lesbian, gay, bisexual, and transgender Americans. The Washington State Public School System announced that gender expression will be taught to kindergartners beginning in the 2017-2018 academic school year. That's this upcoming year. Just last year, the Obama administration directed all public schools to allow transgender students to use bathrooms matching their gender identity. Is it really outlandish to envision an epidemic of rape pervading our primary school system using this trajectory? All of this is what can readily be seen. But what about the unseen? Let's connect the dots. Our children today are literally being taught that sexual identity is the most important aspect of life. And with identity comes expression. How can we possibly limit people from expressing who it is that they are? Sexual expression is going to become the voguish social justice issue of the day. Mark my words. How do I know this? Because it already is. Under whose authority can we limit this expression between an adolescent and an adult? Especially considering that the former, the adolescent, simply wants to express and figure out who he or she is within the safe and protective framework of a trusting relationship with an adult. 
It's an adult that simply cares about the child and wants to help him express his or her identity. Imagine the injustice of a 13-year-old saying, you can't stop me from being who it is I want to be. I want to express my identity. Let me discover myself. My teacher has done everything for me. He's the only one that I trust. He cares about me. If you won't let me express my sexuality in a safe environment, you are taking away my legal rights. You really think that this is not going to happen? Isn't the age of consent little more than an antiquated, arbitrary social construct? You know, kind of like marriage? Kind of like gender? In less than 20 years, we are going to rear an entire generation upon this sandy foundation. Now use the lessons that we learned from abortion. Is it really unreasonable to forecast the onset of pedophilia? If we ignore this warning, just like we did with the abortion issue, we are going to lead to an environment that features the active exploitation of children for the perverse needs of adults. I guarantee it. In 1973, we stood down. We abandoned our post and we ignored the silent cries of the most innocent of life, screaming to simply have a chance at experiencing what today we now all take for granted. The blood of 60 million children and counting is on every Christian's hands today because we bought into a masterfully deceptive lie. In 2017, If we refuse to take up our post and defend the rights of our children, this is the fate that awaits them. While many people in the transgender movement are decent people that have simply given over to their sinful ways, this is the dark and poisonous root structure that is going to soon bear fruit when our children are coming of age. And with that, I'm afraid our time has come to an end. As always, thank you very much for tuning into the program. This is a very, very important topic, and it's something that everyone is afraid to talk about, but I am drawing out a blueprint for how you can share this information with your friends and do so without offending the other side of the fence. As I said, people who are transgendered, people who have gender dysphoria, they're not evil people, but what lies underneath that sin is very dark and very, very disastrous for what lies in our future for our children. If you're enjoying the content on our program, there are a number of methods in which you can support us, and you can do it on a spectrum that involves no financial investment whatsoever or a small financial investment. If you would prefer a method that does not require financial investment, I would encourage you to do one of the following four things. Subscribe to our iTunes channel. We're also available on Android. Write a review through iTunes. Share a copy of the program through Facebook and be sure to use my handle at Abbott Speaks. Tell your friends about the program. It's 10 minutes. Who doesn't have 10 minutes of time to take in a good argument to defend the Christian faith? If you have a copy of my book, write a reader review through Amazon. That helps immensely. If you have heard enough to know that this is something that you do want to support, I encourage you to head over to my website at abbotspeaks.com. You can take a look at the store, and you can take a look for yourself at the book that I've written, because I guarantee you, if you like the content on the program, you're going to love the book, and I hope that you will be moved to pick it up, and maybe even share a copy for one of your friends. Either way, I hope you will support my construction of a platform that integrates faith and culture and gives you arguments to defend your faith. So until next time, I bid you farewell. Be bold with your faith, strong in your convictions, and courageous in the workplace. 